Say something, y'all. Something, y'all. You may not have a fixation, but we're here for a real education. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Real Education. The, the musical. musical. I'm one of your hosts, Wendy, joined by these guys. I'm Penny. And Mike. These guys. Those guys. And for this episode, we are going to watch Once Upon a Mattress. I didn't know what it was for sure. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, um, you know what? We could try to hide it, but I think I'll just admit. So we were going to watch something else, and then the disc didn't work, so now we're punting, and I just grabbed this one. Yeah. So uh, You'll find out next time what we were going to watch this time. Yeah. We're just... It's fine. It's Keep fine. It a little mysterious, we're, right? Yeah. We're problem-solving professionals. That's just yeah. like that's just the truth of the matter. It's fine. So, uh, do you two know anything about Once Upon a Mattress? Not even a little bit. I couldn't even like remember a, the name. You just is it like a princess and a pea kind of, and the pea yes. kind of thing? Okay. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, we think of the title. Have either of you ever heard of the musical in any way, shape, or form before? Like, literally, I I remember seeing like. Maybe like posters for it when the like the local theater did versions of it, but never actually seen it, and that's the only reason I was able to go. Like I think that's Princess and the Pea because a whole bunch of mattresses on top of a thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, it's a standard of community theaters. Uh, um, when you see it, I think it will become clear why it's just it's got a great big cast. It's got some good humor, and the the music is like. It's within the wheelhouse of a lot of people to be able to do it well. Mm-hmm. So um, this was, of course, originally a stage play. And uh, famously, Carol Burnett starred in it in the original hmm. Broadway version. And then there was a revival. Who just won a Lifetime Achievement Awards at the Golden Globes. hey um, Nice. And then, but by the time you listen to this, it'll be like four months ago she won that. <laughs> yeah, that too. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. We still love We're her. still proud of her. <laughs> I still fucking love Carol Burnett. And then there was a revival in the late 90s, I think, with Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. All so, right. Um, but yeah, it's Princess and the Pea. And um, I'm not even going to tell you who's in it because I'm just going to watch your faces while you find that out. I'm excited. And so, listeners, we are we're going to watch the... The one that you can most easily find on Amazon to purchase. It's If you go to Amazon, it's going to be the one that pops up first and just buy that. Because there is no record of, unfortunately, Carol Burnett's original performance. Which is, Too bad. Well, you know, the fucking 60s. What are you going to do? So uh, we're going to go watch uh, Once Upon a Mattress, which you guys have no expectations of. This is going to be great. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you after the jump. Now on Disney DVD, based on the acclaimed Broadway musical, and one of the most beloved fairy tales of all time, Disney presents Once Upon a Mattress. Her Royal Highness, the Princess Winifred. She's graceful. (laughs) Proper. I swam the moat. (laughs) And the only thing standing between her and true love... Every princess swimming from my hand must pass a test. ...is a pea. 
Under 20 mattresses. She'll never feel it. And when she sleeps, she fails. Do you want me to pass this test? Then I'll pass. Disney presents an enchanting musical for all ages. Carol Burnett. Who says I don't play fair? <laughs> Tracy Ullman. This is a loony bin. Once Upon a Mattress. Bring it home today on Disney DVD. So that was Once Upon a Mattress. It was. Guys. <laughs> it was very delightful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Very, very silly. It's, it's a nice, light piece of fluff. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's just eating a ham sandwich the whole time. <laughs> oh, it's they, great. Oh, they fucking are, yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a weirdly constructed musical because I I was telling the boys while we were watching it that I actually choreographed this when I was like five months pregnant. That was a whole thing. Like picture a big pregnant woman like hopping around like no do it like this. Um, but uh, the stage version has an additional character called the minstrel. So you have the minstrel mm. and the jester and the king are acting as a trio in the stage version, and it's. And a lot of the stuff with the the minstrel slash jester is not in this version. I was going to say, all. does the Joker yeah, or like, Jester have like more to do? Yeah. The, okay. Because he doesn't really do a lot in this. He's got some great costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the costumes <laughs> are like, what are you wearing? Why are you such a? Why are you orange sherbet? Like you are just nothing but ice cream flavors and cow print. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the cow is like, like, look, it's about dairy. Yeah. So I don't know, but everything he wore was like an ice cream cone. Yeah, it would be interesting. That makes sense that there was more for him and a third person to do. Yeah, yeah. It's a so. I think that's what, maybe that's this, why it's just all bright, like bright sherbet colors, is because he's just like, hey, I'm in the background. I do think he does me. stand out, but then he just doesn't. Do he anything. doesn't do anything. Yeah, but. Weirdly, like I don't like that they removed his songs, but I, I when I saw this, I was like, "Oh no, you could put those two characters together. You don't need those to be separate." Like, oh, oh, the minstrel and the and the jester. Yeah. So, um, so uh, thoughts, reactions. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. I mean, you, you guys giggled a lot. I yeah, know. it's fun. It's funny. Uh, Tracy Ullman's great in it. Um, Carol Burnett is also great. I was, I said during the movie, I was like, man, I wish like Carol <laughs> Burnett in this and Susan Sarandon in um, oh, Enchanted yeah. were like <laughs> evil queen sisters. And I would, a musical just would, about that. That would be the best movie ever made. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, For if sure. Bob Mackie had designed the gown that Susan Sarandon wore in Enchanted. Oh, yeah. Because that gown was a little, I mean, the black one the, she wears coming out of the sewer. Yeah, that one's good. Nah, it's a little, it's a little too costumey for me. Like I would have loved to have seen something more like that. That just looks like what are you? Oh, it's so great. Anyway, I just mm, I'm picky about my costumes. <laughs> what can I say? So, uh, Carol Burnett has had a lifelong association with Bob Mackie. He did all of her costumes for the Carol Burnett show as well. So I know when I first popped this in. The first time I ever watched it, you know, all the costumes are delightful and they're very bright and colorful and very pretty. And then she walks out. I'm like, holy shit. What are you wearing? That's amazing. Level, yeah. yeah. And then it gets to the end of the very, very first credit. Carol Burnett's gowns by Bob Mackey. And I'm like, yeah, the fuck they were. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately following all other costumes by some other guy. 
It's fine. His name I already forgot. It's fine. Yeah. I, I'm going to therapy to deal <laughs> yeah. with the trauma of this experience of, yeah. Like, can you imagine being the costumer and, like, so you tell people, oh, I did the costumes for Once Upon a Mattress. Oh, my God, Carol looked amazing in that. He's like, no, those are oh, oh, not yeah, everybody, though. Yeah, <laughs> not me. Uh, See, like, the other costumes, okay, so, like, <clears throat> this is a wonderful little Disney uh, production. It's a TV movie. It's a TV movie. Oh, sure. It looks like a TV movie. Uh-huh. Um, the costumes are all very TV movie. Like, they're not bad. They're not great either. Like, they look, they do the job. Yeah. Nothing really stands. I they mean, fit I'll, in well with the rest yeah, of yeah. the rest I, of I, looks I love, I love looks, all of the very pastels they put Lady Clark yeah. in it. I think Yeah, and it's all very, great. very Disney, like Disney Channel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then there's Carol Burnett, who's just <laughs> in a whole other level that you're oh just like, Oh, my God. You How look many like you're in a different movie. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to put on the Twitter feed and on the web page, like, get some screenshots of Carol Burnett because it is all velvet and satin and sparkles. Sparkles! And, and tassels. And Lots of weird sp- tassels, yeah. Sp- like an, a headdress. Yeah. Yeah. And, and spiky crown. Oh, it's so amazing looking and great drag queen makeup. Lady. Whatever that orange thing was. Yeah. It was like the orange trim that came around her back and then also like on her sleeves. Yeah. Her. Like a nice weird. orange fur. <laughs> like a very fluffy looking fur. She looked almost like a critter. Great. She looked like a critter. <laughs> Very talented critter. Um, so yeah, the movie, this was filmed in 2005. They It was a made for TV, but they released it on DVD like two days later. They're just like, nope, here you go. Yeah. Uh, I did look and there were TV movie, made for TV versions of this in both 19, uh, let's see, 1960. Four and 1972 that did still have Carol Burnett in them. I have no idea if you can find them, but I intend to look and see. Yeah, we'll do our research. That would be cool if we could find those. And uh, Because we haven't mentioned that Carol Burnett, did she originate the role? She originated the role of Winifred, the, yeah. the actual princess. And in this, she's playing the evil queen, which honestly... <laughs> Like, although I will say, Fred is a great character. Yeah. Like, unlike yes. most ingenues in a musical, she actually gets a lot of really, really fun stuff to do. I mean, she's she's honestly the center. Like, once she comes in, she's the center of everything. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah she's great. And, like, as soon as she did her first song, that's when I was like, Wendy, is that who Carol Burnett played? She's like, yeah. I was like... Why don't we yeah. have this somewhere? I want right? to see that. It's this is like bullshit that they don't record things. And she's great as the evil queen, but like it would just would have been a yeah. young like young Carol Burnett level. doing that. I mean, yeah, singing shy, yeah, um, yeah. shy, right? Yeah, she yeah. she had to have killed it and mugged the hell out of it, and for sure, yeah, she got a Tony nomination for it. It was 1959 when it first appeared, and so we were also talking about. Here's a show, 1959, where one of the central <laughs> conflicts uh, that drives the narrative is, hi, Lady Larkin is pregnant Fires. out of wedlock. And Harry, you got to solve this problem. So that is the central, like a central plot point is 
that. And then there's a song later where the prince goes to his dad and is like, I might get married. It's a weird song. How does this work? I might get married to what happens on a wedding night. And so it's a song about the birds and the bees. And I'm, and you're just like. With a character who can't speak. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We need to do a plot breakdown. Yeah, I think so. Uh, But that in 1959, this is what was a Tony nominated musical. Nobody blinks an eye. And yet, of course, when they had, when they put it on TV, a couple of years later, they had to censor and change. They changed, yeah. They had to change it to where Lady Larkin and Harry had been secretly married, so that they weren't actually out of oh, the Yeah, because apparently, I still can't wrap my head around this. People who go to Broadway shows are more sophisticated and capable of discerning shit like that. I guess I, I don't know. I guess. You, yeah. I mean, a TV production does reach a lot more people, so I suppose maybe it's fair, but. It just boggles my mind. So the plot, um, it is the princess and the pea. And Pretty much exactly. The, mm-hmm. the central conflict is that Prince Dauntless. Um, Dauntless, that's right. <laughs> um, the and, names. And his all... mother... Agravain. Agravain. That I love they, they don't they don't even the, address right, it until they like, never say her name until the end, right? Right there. When the, the king speaks again. Yeah, Queen Agravain. And the queen has decreed that nobody can get married until Dauntless is married. And she has also said, any princess that wants to marry him must be a true princess. And I am of the royal blood and I will give them a test to prove it. And the test changes for every princess to be something that they will fail. So she games the system so that Dauntless can never get married. And you don't even have to guess why, because Dauntless is sitting there in clothes that look like he's a five-year-old and then the scene after that she's like feeding him his lunch it looks like he's wearing like footy pajamas in the beginning Uh, yeah yeah so she's just pretty sure he is wearing footy pajamas (laughs) he's just being infantilized by her and she just doesn't want her boy to grow up so that's the main conflict there and then the driving motivation of the plot is so this princess is there and she fails and Lady Larkin grabs Harry, her boyfriend, Harry the Immaculate, Sir Harry the Immaculate Knight. She's like, hey, honey boo. He's like, oh, I know. Oh, she failed. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, we need to find a princess. <laughs> Do you remember when you won your spurs and we had a picnic and the tree that we had the picnic under? Yeah, so I'm pregnant and... <laughs> You gotta find a princess like Pronto Pup. Otherwise, I have to leave. Or you have to leave with me. And Harry's a bit of a douche. But he's a likable douche. And so he goes off. He gets permission from the queen, who does not want to give it, to go searching for a princess. She's like, why? We'll just wait till the next round of princesses well, yeah, grows so the princess's up. little little sisters grow up. <laughs> Well, like her permission is begrudgingly only because Dauntless is just like, well, why not? Like, yeah. And so she's like, fine, fine, go try to find a princess. And Harry comes back with Winifred the Wobegon. The Wobegon, that's right. <laughs> Played by Tracy Ullman. Swims in the moat. She swims the moat. Because. And then climbs I, the I whole castle wall. I, was, I wasn't paying attention. Did she close the gate when they approached? Oh, I did I don't think, well, I don't think it had opened yet. Maybe that's it. In the play, I think it's a little bit more called out. That she, like, literally says, close the gate. Because they're like, Prince Harry approaches. Sir Harry approaches. Close the gate. 
So they close the gate so the only way she can get in is to swim the moat. So she swims the moat, climbs the wall, pops up, is like, hi, I'm here. Which one of you wanted to marry me? And she's just like, I really wanted to get married. So uh, so Winifred's there now, and the queen is like, I'm going to have to come up with a really good test. And meanwhile, Dauntless and Winifred are talking and finding out that they're both wonderfully awkward and compatible ways they're both so so dorky so very shy and the queen comes up with her plan with the wizard who's the best the best dressed too yes they are the they're like an old married gay couple the way the two of them like interact with each other um she decides there's no way this ragamuffin is good enough so her test is going to be sensitivity. She's going to have her sleep on top of 20 feather mattresses with a P underneath. And if she sleeps, then she's failed. And I'm not even going to tell her that that's the test. So then we're going to have a big party where she's. I'm going to keep her dancing all night. I'm going to keep her up all night studying. And then, and then I'm even going to give her, like, drugs right before she goes to sleep. Bring in the Nightingale of Samarkand to sleep, sing her to sleep. And if she sleeps, she's failed and she doesn't even know it. Ha ha. And then while she's talking about it, the king overhears it. Harry finally says, you're right. We should cheat. Because he's like, I don't want to cheat. I'm I, my, my pride. He's the immaculate. Is, my honor is more important. Finally, he goes to Larkin. You're right. I love you more. Let's cheat. They run into the king who's like, I overheard what they were saying. I know what the test is. So they stuff the mattresses so full cheat. of like... All sorts of random shit. Yeah, so single she, pee, but it's just like, he at the end, he's pulling out, like, a mace and, like, antlers. Yeah. <laughs> the antlers were a good you know, whole suit yeah. of armor. Yeah, just stuffed into the mattresses so she can't sleep. So the next morning, Queen Ag- Agravain... Oh, I know what I forgot. The king can't speak. Oh, right. Yes. Be- kind of important. Because he's been, he was cursed, and the only way to break the curse is when the mouse... Devours the, the hawk. Devours the hawk. Devours yeah. the hawk. So they've tried everything, but the king can't speak. So the character does everything in mime and and everything. So the queen comes out in the morning and and Dauntless is like, well, today's my marriage marriage day. If she passes, oh, the test is over. If she slept, she failed. And he's like, oh. Yeah. Single tear. Oh. And it was very sweet. Single tear. And she comes in. What the fuck do you put in your mattresses? (laughs) You yeah, the last time you saw awake? her in the bed, she was starting to count sheep, and she comes in and she's up to like 36,000 sheep or something. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? So she didn't sleep, and they're like, yeah, we can get married, and aggravates and like, wait, hold up. Like, mm, why? Maybe not. Yeah, are no. you sure? Maybe you should sleep on it. No, until finally Dauntless is like, mother, shut up. <gasps> and suddenly she can't talk and the king can. Because Dauntless was the mouse and he devoured the hawk, which was his mother. And then they even get married and happily ever after. Do-do! Jazz hands! And in the meantime, songs! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, I mean, obviously it's it's the appropriate conclusion, but it seems like it kind of rushed headlong to the end and then just ended really quickly. Like, I say that knowing, like, I don't know where else you would have gone, right? I mean, that's clearly the ending. It just seemed... Very sudden, even then. Wrap it up, uh, wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. Boom. Put but it, was, on it was a fun trip. Boop. Yeah, just just a lovely little bit of silliness. Also, Carol Burnett. Also mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's really why we were all here. Yeah. 
Um, so Carol Burnett is the queen, and Tom Smothers is the mute king. And of course, he, I mean, of course, like as soon as he came on, and I was like, oh, I get it. Like that's why you cast him. Uh-huh. She needs somebody that can do that, like what yeah. he does, basically, which is Smug make a camera. lot of stupid, silly faces and. Uh, mime around and make silly gestures, which is like what he's good at. So, like, yeah, I mean, he's great. <laughs> uh, Tracy Ullman is the princess, and Dennis. Also, okay, Dennis O'Hare. O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare is the prince, and he's kind of amazing in a role that could be really, really not work. He definitely makes him very a very sympathetic character somehow, even though he's like. Pathetic? An actual man-child, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a man-child. He's but you're pathetic. still kind of He's like... stunted. I get it. I'm on his side. Like, his mom's kind of trash and like... Yeah. <laughs> He's so earnest and... And you... Like, but you also... The two of them, both him and Tracy, do such good good work with their characterizations and how they play off of each other that you're like, yeah, I can see that these two would like each other honestly. Yeah. Because otherwise, he's so stunted and weird. You're like... Yes. I cannot picture the woman that would want to put up with that <laughs> shit. Seriously. And of course, Tracy Ullman's just like, your mother. Yeah, your mama. Your That's mother. <laughs> um, I also love Tracy Ullman's wig in this. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so long and curly. Yeah. And uh, um, Zoe oh, Deschanel, who's Larkin. Everyone. The wigs. She's got the a lovely <laughs> the long, long blonde locks. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of beautiful locks. Matthew Morrison is Sir Harry, and he's just pretty. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yes, he's a good-looking dude. It's just that hair. Like, the two of them having a baby, that would, like, be way too pretty. I don't think that should ever be allowed. Just take her eyes and his hair. Oh my god. Those gigantic <laughs> those, eyes. Those, like, anime eyes. <laughs> and then, like, his hair and, like, it'd be fighting. Which of us is bigger? The hair or the eyes? The right. hair or the eyes? Um, so, uh, Carol Burnett, I think I mentioned this, she got a Tony nomination for playing Winifred. And, uh, Dennis O'Hare, who plays the prince, he's done a ton of movies in, in character roles, like Milk yeah, and Charlie Wilson's War and... You mentioned those earlier, and his face is familiar. None of those are what I remember him from. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I know I've seen him in something. And he's done a ton of Broadway, both plays and musicals. He's won like Drama Desk Awards for his work as an actor. And he was in the Alan Cumming version of Cabaret as uh, Herr Ludwig. So, I mean, can you even imagine? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine, like... Hanging around with Alan coming night after night. That right. would be amazing. I don't even particularly like that show that much, but uh, I think Alan Cumming would like kind of make the whole thing. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because he, he played, of course, the MC. Right. And, like... Which is a role that, like, feels like... It was written for him, even though it was written yeah. decades before <laughs> yeah. he was a thing. <laughs> Hi, you want somebody slightly twisted sexually with a mm-hmm. questionable moral compass? Have you met Alan Cumming? Yeah, right. <laughs> who's, for him. who's also charming AF. Right, yeah. You just yeah, yeah. Go, well, of course I would do anything with you. Why wouldn't I? Ooh. <laughs> Alan, I love you so much. <laughs> 
etc., etc., etc. And, uh, oh, and he also was in the revival of Sweet Charity in 2005, where he played the male romantic lead, Oscar. Dennis mm-hmm. O'Hare did. So, and I saw that and I went, yeah, I can see that. So when we finally watch Sweet Charity, picture him in the male romantic lead and you're going to be like, yep, that's a good fit. Yeah, actually. Okay. Um, and then Matthew Morrison, um, he of course started Harry on, the Immaculate. Yeah. He's, and I mean, most people know him from Glee as the teacher from Glee these days. Um, and, uh, but he got his big sort of, he did a, a lot of Broadway. He was, uh, in the Hairspray, uh, on Broadway. He was, oh, really? he was Link Larkin. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Um, and he did the Broadway stage version of Footloose too. But he got a Tony nomination for doing The Light in the Piazza as the male romantic lead. Sure. And there's a... I read that and went, oh, I remember The Light in the Piazza. Yeah, that's a thing nobody talks about yep. anymore. It was Never heard of it. It was hot shit for like a solid 10 seconds. The year that it was that it played on Broadway. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not one I've ever heard of, so... It's, it's a weird one. I can tell you about it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm seriously not, don't even want to waste time, but it's, it's one of those, every once in a while, they'll do a Broadway, like a Broadway musical will happen where you see it, leaving aside whether you like it or not, whether it works in the moment or not, you're like, huh, nobody's ever going to be able to do this except here. Like, this has got no legs for any, right. any right. regional theater, community theater, high school theater. Nobody's ever going to be able to fucking do this show. It's just too complicated. It asks too much. And that was one that was basically a musical based on opera. Like, anybody who's going to do it needs to be able to sing operatically. Right. So. You know, it's a mass market. Like everyone does. Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, Oh, and I did find out the original Broadway musical was directed by George Abbott. Do we remember how I did bring him up previously? Like, George Abbott was the dude who directed musicals if you wanted the musical to be a success. So he was the one who directed, um, who gave, first gave Fosse. When he hired Fosse to do Pajama Game, it was okay. George Abbott. Okay. The name sure. is familiar. I would not have been able to tell you why. Yeah, yeah same. So, well, the, the more we keep talking about yeah. these classic yeah, musicals yeah, yeah. on Broadway, you're going to be like, George Abbott, you've said that name before. So <laughs> Maybe next time I'll say, I know him. <laughs> I know that I you... I probably won't. <laughs> I know that you've told me about him before. You don't even have to admit... You, you're like, I don't know him, but I know you've said it before. So, and the revival with Sarah Jessica Parker was in 1996. So, those are the facts that I could glean. So, talk about this. Hmm. It's just a piece of fluff. It's okay. What numbers did you like? Yeah, Which it's great. I like? mean, we were, uh, like... About halfway through, I was just like, this is silly shit. Like, it's all just, like, super silly and goofy. And it it definitely... I said earlier that it looks like a TV movie, which it does. But, like, it works because it's so light and fluffy and just silly that, like, the kind of... I'm going to use this word endearingly, but like shittiness of the quality <laughs> of like it being a TV movie as opposed mm-hmm. to a theater kind of heightens everything and well, makes the, it work the for me. cartoony falseness of it. Yeah. 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 That it's like everything looks like, you know, sets for TV and like, that's gr- like, what well, even like, it the, looks, the, it looks wonderful because 
that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like the opening credits. I mean, it's over, like, you know, an, I guess animated or some kind of CGI, you know, other CGI castle where it's of a quality where you're like, it sets the expectation, <laughs> which initially was like, oh, I don't know what we're doing. But, like, the rest of the movie plays to it so well that it just, it works. Yeah. And it just runs with that kind of, like you said, endearingly shitty yeah. <laughs> aesthetic. Like, I, I think that's kind of a good way to put it. Because, like, the costumes are great. The backgrounds aren't. But, like, they don't have to be. Yeah. Because you're just interested in what's happening in the moment. Like, as it kind of rushes through the story. Um, <laughs> the story. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's a very thin plot. Yeah. It still has some good, um, like, some good choreography and stuff in it mm-hmm. um, for being a TV the Spanish movie. Spanish Panic. Spanish <laughs> Panic's great. All of the stuff during Shy is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shy is really good. Um, they do... It's it's surprisingly good for a TV movie that I was just like, they're doing things. <laughs> it was directed by Kathleen Marshall. And what's interesting, I was checking the credits... There's only associate choreographer credit, no main choreographer, but I'm assuming hmm. she was actually the choreographer too, because her, this is, she hasn't directed a whole lot. It's like this and like one or two other things. She, however, was the choreographer for the TV version of The Music Man that they did with Matthew Broderick and won a Tony in 2006. I didn't know they did that, but I kind of would like to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2006, Pajama Game, she won the Tony for choreography for that. And she also won in 2004 for the choreography for Wonderful Town, which was also a show that she directed on Broadway. And she got a nomination for directing it that year as well. And so that was one before and one after this, right? Yeah. 2004 and 2006. So she was doing a lot of choreography on yeah. Broadway that was people were like, damn, you are bringing right. the goods. And this choreography is really solid. And I have to call out, I think her direction is so smart, too. She's doing a good job of, for somebody who directs plays, of directing for the camera really yeah. well. Yeah, And do you know what I found out? She's the younger sister of Rob Marshall. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you imagine that? So I saw that and I double-checked it. Yep, it's that Rob Marshall. Apparently wow. they're all choreographers in that family. Oh, huh. Yeah. There you go. So, but, because I was, um, the scene, uh, Happily Ever After, that Tracy sings. Right. And it gets to the end and she leaps in the suit of armor's arms. Yeah. And she's like starting to take that pose. And I'm like, are they going to do that awkward thing where you're holding a pose when there's no audience? And no, she falls. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... That's smart. And it's those sorts of fixes for filming a stage musical that I'm like, you understood what you were doing. You don't, you don't have somebody take a big pose and hold it. You, you move on quickly out of it because otherwise it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like at the end of Shy, she's like, ta-da! And immediately, Carol Burnett, you swam the moat? Yeah. Is that all you say? Yeah, is that all, is that all you're going to say to me? Do you say anything else? I enjoyed almost both of your parents. <laughs> She's got some great lines. And the, 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 just the cattiness between the two of them is, is wonderful. Oh, I love the scene where it's uh, when she's teaching him to play croquet. And then they he knocks the ball into the fountain. And they go around and Carol Burnett will not say her name. <laughs> yeah. And there's one point where uh, Fred kind of reaches out to her. And Carol Burnett pulls back and looks 
so disgusted so at the fact that horrified. Fred would touch her. <laughs> and it's it passes in like half a second and it's so quick, but it it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and when the king, Thomas Mother, it's the mute, is like so they come into Winifred, the king would like to meet you. Uh oh. Is he anything like your mother? Like, no, oh, he no. can't speak. He's silent. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Bring him on in then. Oh, you're delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> like your mom. I love, I mean, I just love how, like, uh, Carol Burnett as the queen, like her dismissiveness just, but it's like, so it's, it's quick and like, in that same scene where they were there, they meet at the fountain. She's like, well, I'm busy, so go away. And then just, like, yes. moves on to the next line. Like, <laughs> it's under, it's just, like, under there, her breath, almost. Like, uh, well, she goes, I'm busy, so go away. And then they cut back to the two of them kind of standing there with their mouth open. And she just goes, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and so you get you get the Cara Burnett humor. You get the Tracy Ullman more broad, goofy stuff with mm-hmm. Dauntless. And then you get this other type of humor with Larkin and Harry that's almost satirical of making fun of his pompousness as as he's like, well, I couldn't possibly. And she's just like, you better fucking. <laughs> yeah. You better do something. Well, it, What is it that he tells her that I was like, that's what you say to women? <laughs> he's like, Oh, Why? it's because like right after she and she, she like, Tells him that she's going to have a baby. No, no it's no. when he tries to get, she tries to get him to cheat. And he's, like, he's like, I couldn't. Well, it's like she tells honor. him that and then they sit down. It's like, because the king's in the background and he like hears that she's pregnant and then he wanders off and then they sit down at the bench. No, it's, no, this, no, is, this, is, this is later. Season. This is the second okay. time the they second, come back. The second scene with them. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. He says something to her. She's upset about something. He's basically just like, you're being emotional. And I was like, mm, maybe not what maybe not what you say to a woman. Well, and I mean, he even says who's, a line of like, pregnant. <laughs> why should I be punished for your moment of weakness? <laughs> that's what it was. That's, that's, that's it. in that first scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and it, I mean, they're making fun of those tropes. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so the, the musical numbers, is there anything before Shy, really? If um, there is, I don't remember it. I, I want to say there was... I thought there was some kind of Oh, sure, opening. there was. Yeah. Sure, there was um, In a Little While with yeah. Harry and Larkin. Yep. In a little while, in a little while. Yeah. Um, so the two of them have a little lovely duet together. We're going to solve this problem. I'm going to go find us a princess. And he toddles off and brings back Winifred who climb, who swims the moat and climbs the wall and pops up just like, so which one Ta-da! of you is it? Yeah. She's like, well, you know, here's the thing. I've always been shy. Except that's not how she <laughs> sings it. Not so much. Yes, she sings it very big. And there's Very this brassy. big dance number. Yeah. And Tracy well, like the lead, the lead got up. some moves. Yeah, she's I'm, but the like the lead up to that, like I'm shy. She's dancing around, like getting in every prince's face. Like, are you the one? And they're all like, No, 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 please, no. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like they don't geez. know what to think of her. She has some Yeah, and then she has like some fucking centuries kicks in yeah. the middle of there. <laughs> and cool. we were all just like, damn, yeah. she kicked real high. <laughs> 
hey nani nani is it you hey nani 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 no (laughs) all these dudes are just like that's what it was no and then there's some great shoulder moves in that too with the dude, like she's got some good ones just on her own, and then all of them go into that big synchronized, yeah, yeah. down the stair. So she's got this big dance number where it's her and like a dozen dudes just yeah, dancing easily. with her, and it's really fun, big choreography, big group choreography, and lots of changing positions and and uh, and uh, group group formations. Yeah, that one's good. Um, I should look up all the musical numbers, but I don't. I haven't. That's what I've been looking at here. Uh, sensitivity. Oh yeah, that's the when she With gets the idea. Because oh, yeah. she's yeah. just lamenting that she's so sensitive. I love uh, that part when the wizard. It's like her sensitivity. She's like, no, that's a terrible idea. I have it. Her sensitivity. Yeah, yes. It's just. <laughs> and he just rolls his eyes. And, yeah, humor. it's great. Right. And because he's he's just her little boot licking. lackey and he's just prancing around behind her oh your majesty and his (laughs) yeah i mean it's so it's it's so tropey that but it's they just play it so well the two of them together are so much fun i love the two of them together as he just toddles around behind her with his eyebrows and his pursed lips Mm. (laughs) (laughs) uh then there's the swamps of home yeah but that one's oh, fun yeah. because it's got the little the group of them like echoing, and that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think, and I, I mean, I really like basically everything Tracy Ullman does in this. So like, when I know pretty much any time she's when she's singing, I'm, I'm into it. Like I couldn't hum you that song or anything, but I was like, oh, that's fun. until you said the name of it, I had forgotten about it. So yeah. Now it, it's yeah, it was. I mean, it was a good one. But well, is, and I'm also trying to skim through these because there's ones obviously from the show that aren't. Because this is just the list from the show. Right. Yeah. So I had a moment where I was like, "Was that a song?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I feel like but it in is. that one, the swamps of home or whatever. That's the one. I mean, they have the, like the trio, the chorus that mm-hmm. are just kind of echoing like almost like random words. Yeah. It's like it's never the same. And the swamps are bubbling. Buggle, guggle, guggle, guggle. That's really good. I like that one. <laughs> um, and then they have I did read about this Normandy that was changed um, right because mm-hmm. here it's a song between um, Larkin and Harry mm-hmm. about their honeymoon and I guess in the sta- like in the stage it's like the minstrel and jester and kings okay. yeah I, th- I think so yeah it, it gets moved around a lot. A lot. This is a show that a lot of times people, when they do it, they'll they'll make their own changes because they're like, yeah, the original version's got some clunky parts. Like that song's know. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, it's Larkin and it's pleasant. The two of them are pretty and they sing pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't tell you anything about it. But you, we skipped because Normandy. I'm just. This is the. Show like the oh, okay. on the stage, okay. Because uh, then we have before this is Spanish Panic. Yes, I knew that was what you were getting at. Like yeah. We skipped over the Spanish <laughs> Panic, the big dance number. So that was uh, the scene I was talking about after they finish when they're playing croquet. Uh, is when the Queen tells her, "We're gonna have this banquet tonight, and we're going to do the hottest dance." I can't remember the one that the that um, the, Fred says something of Saracen. I don't the Saracen. Yeah, 
Stuff. You remember Saracen as like the Saracen Sa- wreck or something. Something like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the hottest thing out of out of Venice and, and Winifred's all like lights up. She's like, Oh, I know that. Yeah. And whatever, then she says the Spanish panic and there's a little music flourish as the <laughs> wizard does his little pose. Every time she says Every it, time, it yeah. I like it. It makes me oh, laugh. Spanish Every time. panic. Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, every time he's anywhere in scene. Regardless of how important he is, he's always just chewing it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, and yeah, that one's great. It's just them dancing around, acting stupid, and it's a lot of hopping, a lot, a lot of, of kicking, and it's a dance meant to be very frenetic. And yes, yeah. there's a lot of people doing it. Well, and the idea is that like, yeah, like they're yeah, the queen is trying to tire her out so that she can get rid of her, and so like she keeps increasing the tempo faster, faster. I also love that as you come in, so as they go into that scene, um, and you're seeing all the dancers, they are doing what you would think of as a normal sort of uh, court courtroom style dancing, where there's a lot of like twirling and things like that, and it looks like it would fit in some sort of medieval type thing. This number comes (laughs) out of. Fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of weird hand gestures. Yeah. And kicks. And jumping and hop, up hop, and down. Hopping. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like the sort of shuffle hop that they do. Yeah. Hop, 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 hop. <laughs> I think there's even a butt boop. Like the two of them butt boop each other at one point. Probably. When they're back to back. Mm-hmm. Boop. I believe it. Yeah. I love the Spanish panic. That, that was super good. fun. And then right after that, because the queen's all like, I can't even with you. And she leaves, and the two of them have a, that little scene where he's like, I really would like it if you pass. She's like, well, what do I have to do? He's like, yeah. well, the test changes every time. And it leads into him declaring his love. I'm in love with a girl named Fred. And it's an add-on song. song. As he's like, this is another thing she can do. And so every time he adds, it's, she can do this. And then she also does this. And then she also did that. And yeah. she can do this, and this, and this, and that. And so it gets more frenetic the longer it goes on. Oh, this is the one where she start, like, starts out with her like lifting yeah. the weight and the everything. The barbell, and then yeah, she's yeah. drinking, and then she sings, yes. and then she wrestles, and then dances. Like, this, like it's all in there, and it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's so much fun. I like how goofy that is, and I love watching Tracy Ullman just mug her way through She's it. She's great at all the physical comedy. I love her. Uh, she also, as soon as she came on screen, I was like, why is she ageless? <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like she has not aged in ever 30 years. Yeah. Like I pulled up a, when I was looking through, I pulled up a picture of her from the 80s. And I was like, okay, you look younger there. <laughs> I don't feel like you've changed, but you clearly do look younger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Happily Ever After. I kind of love that song. Mm-hmm. She's going through all of the other Happily Ever After stories of all the other princesses. She's like, those bitches had it easy. Yeah. <laughs> they all lived happily, happily, happily ever after. I bet Carol killed oh, that man. on stage. Because yeah. that is right in her wheelhouse vocally. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's right, it's right there along with, um. Shy? No, 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 no. Well, yes, but like, 
Carol Burnett specifically, uh, Annie, um, Miss Hannigan, Miss Hannigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like what she does in that, where I'm like, I could see that translating exactly to oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> little girls and uh, Easy Street, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we get the man to man talk. <laughs> That's the very odd one. It's really weird because it's. Would you call it a duet? <laughs> yeah, where yes. one character. Doesn't speak. <laughs> so the king is Two trying people to. People exp- are dancing. The king's trying to explain sex using mime, and the son is just like, "I don't get it. Still don't get it, Dad." Yeah, he's like, "Boy flower, and boy flower dust. <laughs> dust gets on girl flower, baby flower. I don't get it." <laughs> I was really confused when he goes to do this. The stork one was a really good one because I was like. What the fuck is he doing when he like starts to fold up the uh-huh. thing, and then he puts it in his mouth? And I was like, "What? What is happening right now?" Uh-huh. Prince was smarter than me. He figured it out. So one leg up and like the flapping motions got, got me there, and but the, not until the diaper then. in the mouth. Yeah. yeah, of course. I watched that, and I'm just like, "It's like, Daddy, I don't get it." Okay, what's the gesture for tab A goes in slot B? Yeah. Like, like he was explaining <laughs> birds and the bees, not sex. Like. <laughs> Um, you know, and of course, Mike would have been incredibly helpful in that conversation. <laughs> just, put a, just put a thumb in. Uh, you get to take the penis out. <laughs> I like how. I, I, we're just going to leave that. No explanation. Just, just put a thumb in. Just put a thumb take in. Take that to mean whatever you want. I can't even. There were gestures. I'm not even going to describe them. Let's see. Uh, he, does, he does finally understand at the end, though. Like, oh, it's not the stork at all. And then he's like, oh, it's very interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's much more excited about his wedding night. I don't know. Was this yesterday I loved you? I don't think that was it. No. no, that no. wasn't in there. Then, <laughs> this isn't a, I guess maybe this is a full-blown song in the stage version, the Nightingale Lullaby. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a whole, it's, it's, a whole a, thing. it's a bigger bit, but it's, I mean, that's the essence of the it, bit. It's just, it's just, it's just it the wizard going. Well, it's not always the wizard. That was a choice they made for oh, really? this. Oh. Um, I do I, like it. I like it, that choice then. Yeah. I just like his outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, also, like, they wheel that into the room, and I was like, well, I'm not sleeping tonight because yeah, that is it. going to haunt my Fucking dream. Yeah, like bring the nightingale of whatever in. Like you'll definitely Like you'll definitely sleep tonight. And then it's just the wizard in a bird costume. But I don't think it's meant to be the no. I know wizard. Like I think it just happens to be the same actor. Oh, see, I, I took it as her dressing up the wizard so that he could spy on her and try to keep her awake. That makes more sense. Was my read in my head it, because but... I'm like I feel like they're trying to say this really is an animal. That doesn't make sense. But it's the wizard in this chicken costume. I think, I, yeah, so I mean, the way I took it was more that it was, like, the joke of it. It was, like, the nightingale of Samarkand, and then it was just the wizard, like, like you know, and having, having shapeshifted or whatever to, like, to spy on her. But, like, and his, the comedy of it was just his him. His lullaby is, ka-ka-ka, ka-ka, ka-ka. <laughs> so, yeah, so. So then we go into the finale. The finale. She does a lot of comedy up there. On top of it. Huge pile of mattresses. Um, oh yes, yeah. going back before the finale, she's she's up there. She's trying to sleep. She can't sleep. Comedy ensues. Oh yeah, he gets annoyed, and then that's when they move into the final scene without um, her at first. 
And then yes, the finale yeah. is not so much even a musical finale. It's just, hey, let's wrap everything, everything up in, up in this right now. A scene. Um, I will say this is my favorite of um, Dauntless's costumes. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> is For sure. fucking ridiculous. It's all white. Both of his arms have capes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they aren't sleeves anymore. They're just arm capes. Well, and there's um, one and outfit that Winifred is wearing early on when she first changes into nice clothes, where it's a pretty typical Renaissance sit- setup of the sleeves are tied underneath over oh, yeah. over and basically an undershirt to where the undershirt is sort of poofing out the bottom. And Mike's like, what the fuck's wrong with her sleeves? <laughs> Have you never gone to a Renaissance festival? I guess I don't spend a lot of time with women with their arms out like <laughs> Jesus pose. Uh, And it also just looks like flabby arms on a really, really skinny person, which is a really funny look because it's also like, yeah, there's like three of them. There's like one upper arm and then there's like two on her forearm. And I was like, what is happening here? That was a whole style during the Renaissance. Sure. (laughs) I guess I don't even, but, uh, but yeah, so the the prince in the last one, his is great. Um, I mean, his costumes get progressively better, like exponentially every time, and especially that ending one. Yeah, he actually is dressed like a man at the end. Yeah. What we didn't mention about the uh, sleeping the the mattress scene is um, that Fred is wearing um, like you know normal like dressing gown kind of thing for bed. And she has this tiny crown with, like, it looks like some sort of, like, lace thing, like, holding like, it on. Like a headband. Like, yeah, she's yeah, got, yeah. like, a, a night headband to hold her hair back. A little crown on it. Yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> yeah, that is super adorable. Um, but, yeah, so you get the really good uh, um, Dauntless outfit. Then you also get my favorite of Agravain's outfit, oh, yeah. which has the orange. Because before, uh, in one of the song, whichever song she sings, um, the one where she's, she's coming up with the idea. And she's putting the P in there. Yes. The, yeah, that's. The, I think that's my favorite. She has this. I think it's the blue. It's like. It's green, right? Well, it's oh, green, it's green. Silky green, like, sort of. Yeah. Gay cape. That she, and, that and, we and it's find got out a full-on evil, evil queen collar. Yeah. Yes. And we find out as she goes into the last, the, she puts the P in, she turns around, she's holding out the cape. And as she hits the last note, we realize there's tassels on the end of the cape on, in, like, both hands. And she starts, like, twirling them. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening? Yeah. And she's hitting that note, and she's doing a little shimmy, and these yeah. tassels are twirling on the end of her cape. She's like, yeah, <laughs> so great. Uh, yeah, and so the one at the end is really good. She has the green. Again, she's in a lot of greens. Um, the one at the end is the most interesting, and I... Like, I should, if I were feeling a little bit more mentally on top of it, I might even, it'd be interesting to go back and do a deconstruction of the color choices for each one, because she's in very primary colors uh, through all of it. The first time you see her, it's red and blue. It's red and blue, yeah. And then I think we get a, she's in that red number when Winifred comes, and she's got the green number. But the last one is oranges and greens, and it's a mishmash of colors. Yeah. So it's interesting 
And that's the one with, yeah, it's the big orange, orange fur, yeah. fur thing. And then it's all, I guess it comes down almost as like sleeves because it's like draped all the way down. And like, yeah, she's got great big bell sleeves on there yeah, yeah. trimmed in it. And she's waving those around. Yes, a lot. Because if you have, ar- if you have wing arms, you flap them. Like right. You, <laughs> look at what I can do. Um, oh, we also, we have not talked about. The jesters. <laughs> or the wizard, really. Yeah. Well, the wizard pretty much has one costume. One style. It changes colors. Yeah. No, maybe it is all the same costume, but it's this weird... I feel like the lighting does a lot for him. The lighting oh. definitely I think it is does. one costume, but where where he's standing in the scene changes it drastically. Yeah. But it's sort of Arabian influence in that it's got... These weird shoulder spikes pointy, that sort of yeah. go up in little curls. His slippers are the sort of what we think of as Arabian slippers where the toes curl up. And his hat looks like when you picture the sort of spiked helmet with a turban wrapped around it. Yeah. Except that the turban part is sort of wrapped up into the side like an ice cream cone curl. And the spike is also curled, but like is sort opposite. of off to the off to the other side and sort of curled yeah. in a different way. It's right, it's very, very like, stylized. His hat is amazing. I think uh, uh, when he when he first came on screen in that costume, Mike was like, "I could see Vinny wearing that." <laughs> yes, it's like I need. I don't think I said it. I could see it. I said I want that so that you would have to wear oh, it. Well, how yeah? <laughs> and it has that. You said of, have to, and I was like, I gladly. He's got some sort of long Where drapey thing, kind of like a skirt over his pants that he like holds up and yeah. prances around yes. in. It's great. It's so great. I mean, yeah, I guess it really is just that outfit and then the nightingale costume. Nightingale costume. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> and the jester, like we we did already we talk did about the palette. A little bit, a little uh, bit yeah. yeah, my favorite is the orange, where it's just like, why is this guy wearing bright? Like creamsicle color. Yeah, creamsicle. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, oh, the scene goes on for a minute. Print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the scene goes on. This is the scene where they, uh, I mean, he wears it several times, but the scene that I noticed the cow print was when they, um, he and Dauntless are, or no, he and, um, Harry. Harry are talking yeah. in, like, the hallway in front of the stat or the suit of armor, and then the king's inside of it. But then all of a sudden, you're like, it's not like a cow print trim, <laughs> and it is, and it's wonderful. And this is why it really upset me. That well, not upset. I mean, nothing about this movie upsets me. But like, <laughs> you really want they dressed him this way, and they like he doesn't do anything, and so you really are just like. Also, he's the one person of color in this, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Uh, but whatever. Um, he, you're like. Give me something. Let me do. Let, like you're, you're prime. You're, you're really primed to love this character, and then you don't have a reason to. Well, his, his costumes are so fucking noticeable, and yeah. then he just stands there. Yeah. Like, even before, like the first time you see him, <laughs> early on, he's in that like baby blue outfit, and he's got a cane with the top. Like the the top of the cane is just an approximation of his face with like matching wearing the same, wearing the same costume that he's wearing. Yeah. It's (laughs) just his head, but like you get the the baby blue collar and the hat, like it's matching. And I was really hoping that every time you saw him, his outfit would be different and his cane would somehow still match. Yeah. You know, like they just would never call it out. It would just happen. 
but he really only has the two, like the blue and the orange. Mm-hmm. And but every time you see him with a cane, he still has the blue hat. Cane. Oh no, no. But right. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a fail. Like, no, it should match what he's wearing. It absolutely should. But that's a fail. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, like it would have been. I thought because of that, like the, him having a cane with a matching outfit, like he was going to be, he's going to have more to do. Yeah, he doesn't. But, yeah. Oh well. He's still wonderful in what little capacity he's given. So, favorite numbers? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think I'm in love with a girl named Fred. It's just the one that sticks out to me. Okay. Um, I just really, I don't know, like... I li- like you were saying, I just love that they, it's one of those where they just keep adding on and it's just more and more ridiculous. I felt like it really like encapsulated just kind of the like the whole spirit of this movie where it's just like, it's just silly and they just kind of like... Make it more. Yeah. Like, why not? Just throw it in there. Like, see see what sticks. Yeah. And it works. Uh, I think... First, I wanted to go with Shy, but I... And I love that one. But I think it has to go... I have to go with uh, Sensitivity. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, Carol Burnett, man, and like, she is yeah. ramping. She is going. I mean, she always goes big, but she's going so fucking big, and she's getting like, you get the uh, the wizard in there too, and like, they're just they're great together. They they could be an old married couple. <laughs> uh, they're great, and Carol Burnett's great, and she has tassels and. <laughs> yeah that's it i'm going for the spanish panic yeah of course you are <laughs> of course i am i just think that's wonderfully goofy choreography always something new to watch that's definitely another one where watching one person do it yeah is very rewarding right <laughs> i'd have to go back and rewatch it just yeah to like make sure to catch everything uh good times good times all right so um that was once upon a mattress the uh 2005 television made for TV movie. And uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Hey, I remembered. Nailed yeah. it. Yay. Yeah, we have a couple of people that left us reviews, and we appreciate it very much. Very much. It's exciting. It's, yeah. We get new ones, and I'm like, oh, shit. Just, you know. <laughs> Be nice. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Give us your thoughts, suggestions, things you notice. Um, if you notice the fan on my laptop wearing jazz hands. Yeah. Jazz hands. That's the new rule. I was listening to the episode today as I was driving. Just I go back through just to sort of check on once I get a little distance. And every time the fan word, I'm in my car. Jazz hands. <laughs> it's the only way I can handle it. Jazz Keep hands. Keep a, yeah, a little tally. <laughs> so um, next week we'll figure it out. Figure something else out. So yeah, thanks for joining us. I've been one of your hosts, Wendy. This is I'm Vinny, and you are Mike. <laughs> Who are you people? Why are you in my house? <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. We hope you enjoyed. Our film fixation We'll see you next time On A Real Education